Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Welcome everyone to an episode of the uh, Brisbane Property Podcast and today's market update time. Oh, it's exciting when it's market update time because it means I get to delve into the data and help people understand what we are seeing, what trends are emerging and, you know, which way the market is moving. So I'm really excited to bring you this update again. Yeah, it's an interesting time up here um, in sunny Brisbane where it's generally pretty warm and um, we've gone through a winter where it hasn't got too cold. So we've been a little bit spoilt um, and we're living life fairly normal um, as as it can be under the uh, circumstances. So let's let's jump in straight away um, and let's do a bit of a general update on some data and some information. Absolutely. So uh, first of all, the CoreLogic Hedonic Home Value Index data, which is always published at the end of each month, um, it came out on the 1st of October, shows that the Brisbane property market as a whole has increased in value 0.5% price growth across the month of September. Um, it's what we have been reporting in terms of what we're seeing on the ground, strong prices being offered. It's now starting to reflect in the data. As we have said um, for the past couple of months, the data is retrospective, so it's always looking in the rearview mirror, um, but we are certainly starting to see that in the numbers that are coming through. So really good news. It uh, provides a little bit more confidence for those that are in the market already um, and also those that may be looking to get into the market, especially if you're looking for some price growth. So um, interest in properties, inquiries, um, that that type of thing. So interest at the moment, we seem to have a lot more inquiries happening at the moment um, from our business side of things. Um, so that's obviously picking up and obviously banks relaxing um, with, their, with their lending as well. Yeah, it's been an interesting month. Over the last four weeks, I think the uh, Westpac announcement was probably the most exciting for a lot of people that increased their confidence. Now, if you missed that media release going back about three weeks ago now, the Westpac CEO um, has changed their price forecasts for capital cities around Australia and um, the capital city that has come out at the forefront of their predictions for price growth is Brisbane and they have indicated in their market update that they're expecting price growth of uh, 20% in the city of Brisbane between 2022 and 2023. Now, that's actually quite steep price growth. Um, whether that happens or not, nobody really knows. Uh, the fundamentals appear to be in place and what we're seeing on the ground certainly aligns with price growth at the moment. So, you know, if you are looking to ride that wave, then now might be the time just to get in. So can you give us an example when I just said then, Melinda, um, a lot of interest in inquiries. Can you give us a bit of an overview of where the inquiries are coming from at the moment? Good question. And um, everywhere, to be absolutely honest, we've had a lot of inquiry from expats that are looking to relocate back to Brisbane. It seems to be that the pandemic has shifted uh, the way a lot of people are wanting to live into the future. And uh, a lot of expats are looking to return back to Australia and a lot of inquiry for very high end properties from that cohort. Uh, interestingly, investment inquiry has spiked this month also. Um, investors from both Brisbane local investors as well as interstate investors looking to um, get into the Brisbane market before it does shift, uh, possibly off the back of some of the more positive media sentiment that has been pushed through this month. 
Um, obviously, the media messaging has a huge impact on consumer confidence, and we're certainly seeing that, um, you know, despite what our messaging has been throughout the entire pandemic, um, we haven't seen any slips in in prices here in Brisbane. Our message has always been that there's more buyers than sellers. We're not, um, we're quite optimistic that we weren't going to see any price falls. And yet when the media start to uh, display a similar message, everybody jumps on board and um, they all look to buy very quickly. So it's an interesting trend, but something that's certainly changed a lot in the last four weeks. Yeah, it's definitely strong. A couple of examples before Melinda jumps into that data that she loves. Um, a couple of little examples locally. I think it was two weekends ago, um, off the back of what you've just said, Nan, about expats. Um, it was a um, it was an auction that we went to. Uh, the people from California bought it, sight unseen, one point seven one five mil, I think it was for a house. Yeah, they were bidding actually on the phone. Um, they hadn't even been through that particular property, but um, it was fiercely fought out and uh, you know purchased sight unseen under the hammer for a very good price in um, an inner Brisbane suburb. But it's not the only example um, of, you know, auctions that are highly, you know, competitive. And Scott, tell us about something that just happened um, on the last weekend here in Brisbane. Yeah, so last weekend there was an auction. Um, it will go up on our Facebook, I think, um, from Streamline Property Buyers. Um, it's across, across a fair bit of social media at the moment. Uh, a local vacant block of land in Kedron, just on the north side, uh, backs on a bit of parkland, the Kedron Brook, 607 metres square block of land, 38 registered bidders, and it sold under the hammer for 1.155 mil. An absolutely incredible result for a block of land with no house. Um, it helps people to understand what's happening here in the market. There, that was a bit of a frenzy. Understandably, vacant land is very scarce in some of the inner city uh, suburbs and Kedron being one of those, surrounded by a lot of pre-war homes. Um, so vacant land is just not possible to um, achieve and there's no more that you can buy. But it just helps you to understand what the dynamics of supply and demand can do when there's only one potential lot, meaning one block of vacant land, 38 registered bidders. Um, you know, as I said, well, as Scott said, head over to the Streamline Property Buyers Facebook page and um, have a look at that auction. There's some video footage that we've posted, which will give you an understanding of, as an understanding of how competitive it actually was. But more importantly, what that means is that 37 other buyers missed out and those 37 other buyers are still in the market looking for properties and, you know, they were willing to pay up to that price as well. And, you know, that's the trend that we're seeing. More and more people are missing out and then they get a little bit hungrier the next time they go to, you know, look at a property and bid. Yeah, there's definitely a lot a lot there that missed out and that was it's actually worth watching. It's um, quite an interesting auction and it did move pretty quick, so... Um, on to as auctions, um, there's there's definitely multiple buyers out there. A lot of the auctions we're going we're going to, there's multiple bidders, uh, so there's a lot of people missing out on on auctions as well. Yeah, I think one um, tip or one piece of advice that I can give if you are in the market to buy at the moment, look whether that's Brisbane or anywhere, to be honest, um, it's really important that you are finance ready. Quite often, we are finding that. It is hard to obtain a finance approval within four weeks. Uh, so a typical auction campaign here in Brisbane will last for four weeks. If you have seen a property that you like um, and then you're only just applying to get your finance in place, it is quite likely that you may not have everything aligned to be able to bid at auction. 
And one of the auctions I was at just last weekend, in fact, um, it did pass in because there were a lot of conditional buyers that simply could not get their finance in place prior to auction. So the agent was very well aware of that. Um, Even though the property passed in, it is likely that it would go to contract on the same day with a conditional buyer simply because they needed to have that finance clause in place. Now, that doesn't always happen. Um, You need to be in a position to bid because uh, depending on a seller's circumstances, they may not consider conditional offers if they have listed to sell by auction um, and their intent is to sell on auction day, that might mean that you miss out. So my advice there is get finance ready up front, um, have your finance in place before you start looking at properties so that if you do find something that is listed for auction, it's one less step you have to take during that decision-making process. Yeah, that's that's def- that's if they do go to auction as well. Um, I was talking to a uh, an agent uh, a week ago. They had a auction night, um, in-house auctions. Uh, there was five scheduled to be on that, that night. They actually only held two. Three of them sold prior to auction. Uh, and I think it was in the first week or so he said they were listed. They actually sold prior. So you need to communicate with the agents. You need to know what's happening. Keep in touch with that. Uh, if they do go to auction and you have that time to plan, the other thing, as Melinda said, make sure you've got your finance ready. We helped a client uh, recently that not only did they uh, go, get organized and get all their finance, but we helped them with some ideas for some renovations and some concepts, minor renovations, major renovations, and we priced all that up for them and had, a, had an idea of the budget. So it gave them a better uh, outcome of what they would actually outlay in the long term. So it helped them plan ahead. They were really organized, really confident. They came up with a good, strong number, um, and they were prepared to bid at an auction. So get get ready and be organized. Absolutely. And, um, you know, there's, there's definitely... Um, more reasons than one to be auction ready, particularly in relation to finance. As Scott mentioned, if properties are selling prior to auction, it is unlikely that a seller will accept a conditional offer if they've got a deadline um, being the auction date. They will want the contract to be unconditional um, by that date. So if you are looking to put in offers prior to auction, it's most likely that you'll need to be an unconditional buyer for a seller to accept it at that point as well. So just something else to keep in mind. So you, you generally say then off the back of a couple of things we've, we've spoken about there with, with the interest in properties and what banks are talking about, consumer confidence, it, it's strong? Yeah, it just definitely changed a lot, I, I would say, in the last couple of months. Um, Brisbane has seen an influx of buyers continuing to grow um, since I would say Easter uh, this year, but it's been a gradual trickle and now it feels like a stampede you know, when we're going to open homes every Saturday in various locations across the city, the theme is consistent. Buyers are out and there are a lot of buyers inspecting properties at the moment. Now, of course, when we're at open homes, um, you don't know whether they're buyers that, you know, are ready to buy or whether they're just browsing or whether they're neighbours. But um, when you've got 40, 50 groups coming through a property uh, when it is first listed, you know buyer demand is hot and that's an indicator for us in terms of, you know, what heats in the current market and, you know, which pockets are highly desirable based on the number of people attending those open homes. So definitely busy. Uh, look, we've had great weather here in the last few weekends as well, so that always helps. I think a lot of people, you know, like to get out and about um, and look at property, you know, especially if they're in the market to buy. Yeah, and obviously with COVID pretty much, well, I would say pretty much under control, it is allowing people to get out and about and go to those opens. And, and we are seeing lots of people at the opens. I mean, the other thing is off-market properties. We, I went to an off-market last week. Um, I thought it was, uh, you know, straight off the 
a secret sort of off market. There was three three groups went through that in within a half hour period. That you know, that's so off market as well. So off markets, there's a lot of them, uh, more than probably what we were used to in, in the past. Um, a lot of people are going that way as to to sell it to go to off market. Don't go to listings. Don't go to auctions. Um, is there a reason why people would do that? Can we explain that at all? It's an interesting um, question because, you know, in a strong seller's market, which is what Brisbane presents right now, typically competition will push the price up. However, I think what's important to mention here is even off market, there seems to be sufficient competition to ensure that a vendor is receiving a good price. Now, what that means is that, you know, in the off-market space, we're talking about properties that are not on the major real estate portals such as realestate.com or domain. Uh, basically, agents will have the listing signed up, ready to go. Um, it may be pre-market in that they intend to bring it to the market on the major real estate listings if it doesn't sell prior. But there's potential inconvenience to a seller to present their home for sale, potentially paying extra for staging furniture, relocating every Saturday and midweek for the um, open homes that need to take place. Uh, some people just don't want that inconvenience. Um, and despite the fact that the coronavirus pandemic um, has seen very minimal community transmission here in Brisbane, it's always on people's minds in terms of, you know, if they have people trampling through their home, is that going to increase their own risk of exposure? So it's obviously something that people are considering as well and potentially one of the reasons why they would be looking to sell off-market. Um, plenty of buyers even in that off-market space and I know we're bumping into other buyers agents at some of those inspections as well. So, you know, good way to tap into that off-market space is to work with professionals who can, you know, expand those opportunities for your search. Yeah, it is, it is an interesting space. We, As I say, um, it, it wasn't very common a while ago. Now it seems to be a lot more that, uh, that are off market as well. So yeah, get some help if you need it. Um, it's definitely an opportunity to, um, to take advantage of. So if we move now to, to breaking down in, into a bit more the fun stuff for you, the data, um, there'll be some numbers getting thrown around here. So enjoy this. Um, if we break it down into some areas um, in the in the Brisbane sort of Queensland sort of market, um, what are we seeing as median sort of prices at the moment? Look, I think one thing that we always say is that Brisbane is not one property market. When you're buying into uh, Brisbane, you're not buying into Brisbane as a city. You're actually buying into a suburb. So that's really critical to understand because we we talk about these um, trends for Brisbane as a city. However you know, we really need to understand what's happening at a local level to make sense of what the, the true trends are. Um, I'm not going to be breaking it down to a suburb level today. That um, is going to take far too long, but I will break it down into a region level. So we're going to actually have a look at what's been happening in the local government areas, including the Brisbane LGA, uh, Morton, Ipswich, Logan um, and Redlands. First of all, we're going to start with the median, um, the average or the annual um, median sale price over the last 12 months. Um, you know, what are properties selling for in each of these regions? Because we can look at Brisbane as a whole, Greater Brisbane median value at $530,000. But, you know, we have a lot of inquiry for people wanting to buy in Brisbane and they've got a $500,000 budget as an investor, as an example, um, and they're wanting to buy in the Brisbane City Council region. Now, you know, that, that budget is very tough for Brisbane City uh, Council region. Um, the average 
or the median current median value in the Brisbane LGA is $700,000. So people need to be aware of that. Um, whereas other areas of Greater Brisbane will have a lower median value and therefore more likely to fit within um, the lower budgets. Let's take a look at that now. So Morton Bay um, median sale price over the last 12 months, $450,000. Ipswich, $350,000. Logan, $400,000. And the Redlands Shire with a median sale price over the last 12 months of $520,000. So this data that I'm referring to today comes from the Queensland Market Monitor um, update, which is put out by the Real Estate Institute of Queensland. Yeah, so that's interesting when you say that when people talk about Greater Brisbane and when you do break it down to uh, to, to shires, basically, and not just suburbs, um, it do, there's quite a big difference there. So so from those numbers there, what sort of changes have we seen in the last quarter and uh, annually? So obviously we can look at, um, you know, what, what's happening right now at a point in time, but the trend is what is important to us. Which way is the market moving? Is it moving forward? Is it moving backward? And we can look at trends over quarters, you know, six monthly or annually. And even even better is to look at those trends over five and ten year periods. Um, today we're going to just have a look at some of the quarterly and annually cha- annual changes in these regions. So uh, Brisbane local government area does come out on top in terms of annual change at um, price growth of two point nine percent over the last twelve months. Um, and we look at the quarterly change there at zero point seven percent. So that's obviously through. The months where the pandemic has been at its worst. Morton Bay, no change in the quarterly figures, um, 0.9% price growth annually. Ipswich, no change quarterly, no change annually based on that median data uh, that we've just referred to. Logan, um, 0.9% increase across the quarter, 1.3% increase across the, the last 12 months. Um, and Redlands um, slipped away um, and Another reason why, you know, there's data within data, a quarterly change zero, uh, sorry, negative 1% um, in Redlands and the annual change down 1.9% um, over the last 12 months. So that's houses, obviously. Yeah. Um, what about units and townhouses in those areas? Well, obviously, there's a lot of talk about units and townhouses in the Brisbane um, inner city region. And I know that we've touched on this in previous market updates in terms of what's happening in terms of the vacancy rate. Um, in in those higher density unit markets. But when we look at um, the values of units and townhouses, um, we've actually seen no change across the last quarter and a 1.9% increase in prices in the last 12 months. Um, Moreton Bay, no change in uh, units and townhouses across the quarter or across the last 12 months, both sitting at 0%. Ipswich has really fared poorly in the units and townhouse space. Um, Across the quarter, uh, price growth declined 2.7%. Across the last 12 months, massive decline in the units and townhouses spaces, down 15.8%. Logan in the last quarter in the units and townhouses, down 0.9%. And across the last 12 months, down 4.3%. Finally, Redlands, units and townhouses, um, up 0.5% across the quarter, but across the last 12 months, um, small decline, negative 0.8% decline. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's covering the houses, townhouses side of it. Another one which obviously off the back of what we talked about, which that one won't get in there too much, is the uh, the vacant land one that we, we spoke about. I'm sure that'll make some change to some data next month, the one that we talked about in Kedron that just sold. But what about vacant land in those areas? What are we seeing on that? 
Yeah, we took a deep dive back in episode 23 on, you know, what are the trends in vacant land sales. So um, just off the back of that, we can report Brisbane local government area has had a small um, 0.1% quarterly change in vacant land values um, and an annual change um, that has declined slightly, uh, negative 0.4%. Uh, Moreton Bay, quarterly change of 1.9% and an annual change of 6.1%. That's consistent with that um, episode a couple of um, weeks ago that was uploaded to the Brisbane Property Podcast. Ipswich, quarterly change 0.1% in vacant land and an annual change of 2.5%. Logan, quarterly change of 0.4% and an annual change of 2.3%. And finally, Redlands, um, quarterly change down negative 10.4% and annual change down negative 14.3%. Now, it's really important when it comes to vacant land and in, indeed houses um, in general that you are considering the land size because um, if there's been a significant reduction in the size of the land um, over a 12-month period, then that's all going to be relative because we're not talking about the square metre rate here. We're simply talking about the median values um, so you need to understand what he's selling to determine what he's making up that median. So we're rolling with data here, which I know Melinda's excited about, mm -hmm. as, as you can tell. If we roll into to things like listings, and this is interesting. I was just looking at the numbers over your shoulder a little bit there. When we talked about off-market opportunities and agents doing that way and people looking to sell off-market, I'm just wondering how much of an impact this has on the next um, section we talk about, which is listing numbers. So just run us through some of the numbers, which have quite interesting when I'm looking at them. Yeah, remember listings um, refers to what is listed publicly on the likes of realestate.com and domain. That's a listing. Um, it does not include off-market um, sales. So we need to have a look at listing volumes and we need to actually correlate that with sales volumes. Now, um, what the data has shown that sales volumes have not actually changed significantly across the last 12 months, but listing volumes have declined significantly. So when we look at the Brisbane local government area, we're down negative 10.4% from where we were uh, 12 months ago. Morton down negative 7.2% in terms of listings. Um, Ipswich down 13.3%. Same with Logan, down 13.3%. So much less stock available in those locations. And Redlands, down 11.3% over the last 12 months. Now that's houses. I'm not talking about units specifically here. That's total listings um, between yeah 2019 and 2020. So what's that doing when you look at the, the amount of listings that are down? What's that saying when, when they're days on market? Is, there, is it because there's less numbers, are they selling faster? Uh, are they sitting there? What's happening with the days on the market side of it? Well, that's when we look at the absorption rate. So obviously the, the a decline in the number of days that properties sit on the market indicates that the market is hotter because more people are buying what is available. An increase in days on market indicates that it's um, it's not as hot, there's, there's lower demand and they're sitting a little bit longer. So let's have a look at each of the regions and see what's happened in the last 12 months in terms of the days on market. Um, so the Brisbane local government area has had a decline of um, in the days on markets um, down one day. Uh, Morton, no change. So absorption has stayed similar. Um, Ipswich has increased the number of days on the market over the last 12 months, increased by four. Um, same with Logan, an increase now five days longer to sit on the market. And Redlands down um, one day as well in terms of the days on market reading. 
So what that tells me, um, just based on the data, uh, Brisbane and Redlands are in higher demand right now. Uh, Morton has had no change over the last 12 months in terms of its buyer demand. Ipswich and Logan um, has had a decline in buyer demand um, simply on the basis of the days on market indicator. So then if you're looking at the investor side of it um, for vacancy rates, obviously the investors looking to buy property and, um, and lease them out, what's, what are we seeing? Any changes on the vacancy rate side of things? So we obviously touch on vacancy rates each month and, you know, two or three months ago, we were in a situation where we had, you know, really high vacancy in that inner city, high density unit market. That is starting to trend down now, which is um, good for anyone that does own property in that area. It seems to be aligning with the improvement in the um, move, the ability for people to move around as a result of the restrictions um, associated with COVID-19. So, um, inner city CBD now at 7.9% according to SQM research. Now you'll remember that it was as high as 14% a few months ago. So we are seeing some improvement there. Most other regions when we're looking at the housing market have got extremely tight um, vacancy at the moment. Now many of those regions um, have vacancy rates less than 1.5%. Um, I'm not going to break it down to a suburb level, but I do know at a suburb level, some suburbs are showing vacancy rates less than 0.5%. And I know based on what we're seeing on the ground, properties that um, we've purchased for clients that are listed for rent have multiple applications even before the properties are um, available for a viewing. So property managers are able to, you know, pick and choose. Uh, owners are able to pick and choose between tenants. And in some instances, tenants are actually um, offering more than the listing price for rent simply to secure a property. Not enough properties available for rent in some locations, lots of tenants looking, and that's putting upward pressure on prices. Yeah, that, that's good for uh, good for the investors out there that are listening, um, that the vacancy rates are low and, and there's a lot of demand in it. Yeah, one, one thing that I would like to just um, remind you all that you're not buying into a city, you're buying into a suburb. But I think I can equally break that down into you're not buying into a local government area, you're buying into a suburb. So whilst we have covered the local government area data today and the trends that have been occurring in each of these regions around Brisbane over the last 12 months, it's equally critical that you are understanding what is happening at a suburb level. And as we've said in, in previous episodes, you know, not every location within a suburb is going to be as desirable. So you need to then understand um, with, you know, a high degree of accuracy, which areas in those suburbs are the desirable locations and which are not. We know based on listings that we're seeing um, come to the market, some areas that are less desirable will sit on the market. Um, some properties that do have negative impacts will sit on the market longer properties that are in desirable locations, elevated, flood-free, um, you know, tick all of the boxes effectively, they are selling and they are selling very quickly. So it's really important that you have a very thorough understanding of what you're looking to buy before you start shopping so that you're not caught up in the frenzy. So data, data's out there. That's that's what it's showing us. Um, what we're talk, telling you what's happening on the ground, it's, it's busy up here, um, very interesting, very busy. Um, it's keeping us very occupied on weekends and midweek to say that. Um, so I hope that's been helpful. Um, a lot of that information. Um, I'll let Melinda give you a, a bit of a wrap up on things now. Um, keep listening. What are insider secrets coming up in the next? We've been busy, so we've 
We've left them go a little bit, but we'll be touching on them again shortly. We've got some guests organised, so look forward to that. And uh, I look forward to chatting again soon. So take care and bye for now. Yeah, look, I think um, one thing we haven't mentioned is that we have had the federal budget um, released as well. So uh, we're going to touch on that in the next couple of weeks in terms of, you know, how that may influence, you know, property markets moving forward. We've also had some information released in terms of some changes to the way lending assessment and credit is going to be assessed, which may um, allow people to access finance um, a little bit easier. So there's some headwinds definitely with the um, the economy the way it is, the unemployment rate, but there's also a lot of tailwinds that we're seeing that's pushing this property market along. And, um, you know, based on Brisbane's affordability, it seems to be benefiting our region uh, at the moment. So I hope you've enjoyed this Brisbane property market update. Um, yeah, I hope you had a pen and you wrote a lot of that down. If not, you can uh, go back to the beginning and start again. But um, it's been great to chat to you again today. I love bringing you this information and this data. If we can help in any way, please reach out to us at Streamline Property Buyers. But in the meantime, don't forget to leave us a review. Um, tell us what you like about the podcast. And um, if you would like to make sure that others benefit from this information, don't forget to share this with your friends and family. I'm Melinda Jennison. Thank you so much for your time again. And we'll speak to you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.